Welcome to the Suffolk Law Legal Writing Podcast, brought to you by the faculty of Suffolk University Law School's Legal Practice Skills Program. In the tradition of innovation that made our legal writing program one of the best in the nation, according to U.S. News & World Report, our 13 full-time legal writing professors invite you to listen and learn. My name is Stephanie Hartung, and I'm a professor of legal writing at Suffolk University Law School. The transition from objective to persuasive writing can be challenging to first-year law students. Students are often surprised to learn that even the seemingly objective rule of law can be presented and explained in a persuasive way. But the rule is the rule, right? Students will often ask. The answer is not so simple. When presented effectively, a rule can be stated in such a way that it helps advance your client's position. The key is to achieve a balance between accuracy and advocacy. Each rule statement must accurately reflect the current state of the applicable law, but you are free to emphasize and or minimize certain aspects of the rule to help further your client's position. So how do we do this? First, a rule can be manipulated to advance your client's position by using a number of different techniques. The best technique depends, in part, on what kind of rule governs your issue. For example, where an elemental test is involved, the order in which the elements are presented can be manipulated to further your argument. If A, B, and C are all required for your cause of action, and element C is the easiest to establish, list that one first. Remember that generally the presentation of your rule sets up the organization for your entire brief. So if you start with element C in the statement of your rule, it will make sense to explain and apply this element first in the body of your argument as well. This will give it more emphasis in a subtle way. Also, depending on who bears the burden of proof with regard to a particular legal issue, the rule can be presented in such a way to make the burden seem heavier or lighter. For example, in the criminal context where the prosecutor bears the burden of proof for establishing the elements of the offense, the prosecutor will want to present the rule in such a way that makes the burden appear lighter. In the case of a prosecution for armed robbery, for example, instead of merely stating that use of a weapon is required, the prosecutor may want to state something like, quote, the courts liberally interpret the term weapon, and even a neutral object may qualify under certain circumstances. By contrast, the defense will want to achieve just the opposite result. The one who does not bear the burden of proof will usually want to specify that the other party does. Thus, a defense version of this rule might start with language such as, quote, In a prosecution for armed robbery, the prosecution must prove that the defendant used a dangerous weapon beyond a reasonable doubt. This principle applies in, in the civil context as well, where the plaintiff generally bears the burden of proof. In either context, the party bearing the burden will want to emphasize that, cor that courts broadly or liberally interpret this requirement, while the other party will focus on the court's, quote, narrow interpretation of the term. This applies where a more amorphous rule, such as a totality of the circumstances test, is involved as well. Of course, either version of the rule will need to be backed up with specific case law. 
When explaining how the courts have interpreted a particular rule, the writer can also present the material in a way which furthers the client's interest. Generally, the facts and holding of a given case are discussed in a persuasive memo in order to illustrate for the reader how the rule has been interpreted and also to lay the foundation for a comparison with the client's facts. Keeping this objective in mind and remembering the balance between accuracy and advocacy, this material can be presented in a more persuasive way as well. For example, if you are discussing a precedent case which you hope to analogize with your client's case, i.e. a case where the court ruled in the way you want your court to rule and the facts are dissimilar on their face, consider presenting the precedent facts broadly. By omitting some of the less important detail, you can make the comparison seem more sound. On the contrary, if you plan to distinguish a precedent case with very dissimilar facts from your client's case, present the precedent facts in more detail. This will allow you to make more numerous and specific distinctions and to more strongly support your argument as to what action the court should take. These simple techniques will help you further your client's position from the ground up while keeping in mind the dual purposes of accuracy and advocacy, putting a persuasive spin on the rule and the rule explanation will bring you one step closer to convincing the court to rule in your favor. Good luck. This has been a Legal Writing Podcast brought to you by the Suffolk Law Legal Practice Skills Program. Thank you for listening.